Can we please talk about UFC 258 coming up tonight? It's Kamara Usman defending his welterweight belt against uh, Gilbert Burns in the main event. That should be a real good one. But my personal uh, pick of the week. So one of these underdogs are usually going to come in. And my my pick, my eye, is on Ian Heinish. I'll go into that in more detail later on. And uh, I'll, I'll be recapping. There's been quite a bit of news in MMA this week. And there's been some really last minute news on this card as well. All that and more over the next kind of 20 minutes or so. But first, let's just dive in and see how my picks got on last week. Now, in the first one, I was thinking that um, that Marquez was going to come up well against uh, Mike Rodriguez because he was a you know he's a Damian Meyer brown belt and he's a pr- bit of a big guy. Let's just see how what I thought on this last week. I mean, I could see that. Dude, he's six foot six, so he's a big, long guy. He could, you know, if he can just get a, get a clinch, which he probably can, because it's, it's hard to get away from someone who's that big. Johnny, you know, get a clinch, get down to the ground, and you know, take an arm. He's he's had his arm taken before, so clearly there is there is at least a weakness there, or there was last time out. So yeah, I'm having a go, Danilo Marquez by submission. Yep. So not always so terrible because your winner. Mr. Marquez by submission, no less. So I managed to call the actual method as well. Uh, that doesn't happen often, but it's like I said, betting on these underdogs, it's usually more about... Because um, a lot of the time, there's there's usually at least one or more of the big underdogs that will come good in MMA. That's what's some of the fun of betting on it. And that one was... Was he was that guy, and I think that he. I, I looked at it. I thought he was a bad matchup for um, for Mike Rodriguez. And you know what? Uh, every every once in a while, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day or once a day. Well, it depends if it's a twenty four hour clock, doesn't it? Either way, the the saying stands. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, good, yeah, good for Marquez. He, he he was coming as a huge underdog, and I thought that it, he shouldn't have been an underdog really. But uh, yeah, yeah, glad that he was because that meant that I was up even without all my other bets um, taken into account. So let's have a look at what I thought about the co-main event between Frankie Edgar and Mr. Corey Sanhagen. Taking, I'm taking Frankie Edgar in this fight. And it's not just because he's an underdog. It's because I think he has a bloody good chance. Because he, he is an elite level fighter. And I don't quite think that Sanhagen is there yet. So Frankie Edgar to win. Flat. Yeah, it turns out I was out of my mind on that one, to be fair. That was, I mean, good lord. What a crazy knockout, though, eh? I mean, go back and have a look at that flying knee. It was more of the way that Frank Edgar fell. He fell like a bloody tree. It was, it was, yeah, that that was, once Edgar was back to his feet, I was able to enjoy the knockout a bit more, but I did feel a little bit bad for Edgar when he was kind of twitching on the floor. But you know what? That's part of the fun of this sport. Sometimes you see somebody twitching on the floor. Um, well played to San Hagen. Wow, you know, what can you say? He has to have the winner of Peter Yan uh, versus uh, Aljamain Sterling now, surely. He has to have a title shot next. I mean, he, he came up short against uh, against Sterling last time, but I mean, that kid has got some serious power. So yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing uh, how that kind of pans out for him. And then obviously I had, the, I had some picks in the main event as well. And uh, let's have a quick look, see what I thought of that. He can get, if he can get Volkov down and keep him in half guard, he can just rain down with punches all day. That's where I see this fight going. He's going to land some vicious ground and pound from half guard top position. Overeem by knockout TKO. Again, I mean, I I was a bit, I think I was letting my heart rule my head with that one because I'm a huge Alistair Overeem fan. You know what? He wasn't completely out of that fight uh, until he got, he just 
kind of got taken over a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was just... It wasn't. It wasn't the best performance that I've seen from Alistair Overeem, um, and but he he was in the fight, you know, near the start. But I you, I just kind of forgot how big Volkov is. Volkov is a big big dude, man. Trying to get that guy down to the floor is not going to be easy uh, for anybody. And um, yeah, and he just he just kind of overtook him, pieced him apart, picked his shots, and uh, yeah, just um, and put Alistair Overeem down in a in a kickboxing fashion, which is not easy to do because Overeem is a very highly decorated kickboxer. I mean, Overeem's already had a Hall of Fame career. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, whatever happens. It's a shame that this likely means that he's not going to get towards a title. But uh, on the flip side, it looks like Volkov could. Volkov, if he performs like that, he's been on a real tear. It's since he got the new back tattoo. I think that's given him more power, to be fair. And uh, yeah, so I think the winner of Lewis versus Blades is surely next for Volkov because it's either a rematch with Lewis, where Lewis managed to uncork a knockout in the in the dying seconds of a, of a fight that he was losing, and um, Curtis Blades is an excellent matchup. So um, yeah, the winner of that fight surely next for Volkov. So. Moving on to the news, we have got uh, obviously the biggest thing in the news. It, surely you've seen it, Gina Carano. Uh, you know that she was she was a legend in the in female like mixed martial arts in the women's division. She basically she was the first real women's star like kind of in uh, in strike force. She never fought in the UFC because she, that was slightly past where she was kind of in her prime. But she had some great fights. She kind of she she did a lot to push uh, you know women's MMA in the sport uh, in, in the sport and um, she's been playing uh, somebody in uh, Star Wars uh, the the Mandalorian and she's she's a Republican. She has some. She has her political opinions and she sometimes posts them and it seems to upset a lot of people on Twitter. Now, uh, now she has been fired from uh, by Disney uh, fr from the show. So, yeah, that, that has happened because uh, they well, a lot of people accuse her of being anti-Semitic. But if you look it up here, it's just like, well, yeah, it, it, number one, like what she posted wasn't actually anti-Semitic. Like somebody somebody said that to me. It's like, well, why would Disney want somebody who's anti-Semitic working for them? And it's just like, well... What was it that she said that was anti-Semitic? Like, she didn't say anything. Uh, she she made a, a poor comparison, I think. I mean, the thing is, all she was doing, she, what, what she posted got taken out of context, really. Because the, what she was trying to say was that the media are, put, like, are, are very good at making one group of people, i.e. Republicans in this instance, uh, seem hated. Because, you know, in Nazi Germany, that's what the the media did to make you know, it was it that's what made it so easy to round up all those poor people before the uh, holocaust they did it by you know making their neighbors turn on them and that's what the media can sometimes do now obviously like that's it, that's a huge extreme and is it a, maybe a poor taste comparison sure but it's not anti-semitic like i don't think like, a lot of people understand what anti-semitic is but um what, what i would say is that I mean, it's the whole cancel culture thing's just getting a bit silly. I mean, to be fair, come on, guys. Walt was no angel himself, was he? I mean, like, if you look at like the the, uh, the text that I've got here, it's an article where Walt Disney was. <laughs> he he had a lot of friends that were Nazis, man. He had a lot of Nazi friends. He took them on tours. He had dinner with them. Don't like. I'm, all I'm saying is, like, Jerry, if you're going to fire, like, Gina Carano, like, it's just like, look, Walt was no angel himself, guys. Isn't that a little bit rich coming from Disney? But either way, uh, I thought it was a bit of a... Um, that's probably one of the biggest MMA-related things. It's kind of loosely MMA-related things in the news. Uh, 
this week the Bellator Light Heavyweight Tournament. Yes! Because basically it's, it's all come off the back of... Uh, it, obviously the biggest news in Bellator recently has been Yoel Romero and Anthony Rumble Johnson both signing with Bellator. And they are now going to do a Light Heavyweight Tournament for the belt, which is fantastic because the, the fir- one of the first matchups that they're doing is obviously... Uh, Rumble Johnson against Yoel Romero, which is a huge matchup. That's that is that is going to make anyone tune into Bellator, and ha- luckily it's now going to be on the BBC um, iPlayer on the on the app. So yeah, I'm I'm all in for that. But some of the other matchups that they've got going on here, you've got Ryan Bader taking on Lyoto Machida for the second time. That's that's always going to be an interesting matchup, whatever happens. And Corey Anderson is taking on um, oh god, yeah, Yag Shimura, Yag Yakshimuradov, yeah. Um, oh, I'm terrible at pronouncing that. But either way, uh, Corey Anderson, he's he's his prospects are much more interesting in Bellator than they were in the UFC, I believe, anyway. And then you've got the current champion, the guy who knocked out Ryan Bader, uh, Vadim Nemkov. He's going to be defending his title against Phil Davis in, like, the first round, basically. And, the and yeah, it's just... It, that is... That is Excellent. I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. I will be tuning into that for sure. Um, Kamzat Chimiev is out of the fight with Leon Edwards on March 13th, which is a real shame. But uh, Leon Edwards, he needs to find an opponent at, the, at this point because he can't keep waiting around for Kamzat Chimiev forever. Obviously, I wish, you know, it, it, like COVID is no joke. If Kamzat Chimiev is having lingering effects, that's really bad news for Kamzat. And hopefully he does make a recovery. But that being said, Edwards can't wait around forever. But he's not waiting around because look who he has been tweeting out. He's been tweeting out, uh, calling out Nate Diaz. And I'm into that. I'm into that fight. Joan, like, is like Nate Diaz like, said on like the Errol Huani show that he wants to fight winners. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, Leon Edwards, like him or not, he's on an eight-fight win streak, and that's it. That's a fun fight, 170 pounds for Nate Diaz to come back to. And I think that's a fight that Leon Edwards could win. I think it's a fight that Nate Diaz could win, and um, and it puts the winner in really good stead in that welterweight division. I say make that matchup. That that's a fun fight. But yeah, another fight, another fight who is out of a of a fight that I was looking forward to. Unfortunately, is uh, is uh, Johnny Walker is torn his pectoral um, in training, I believe. Uh, so he's out of his fight with Jimmy Crute. Jimmy Crute's somebody that uh, that I've been keeping an eye on. He's he's very very good fighter. I think he's. I always keep forgetting. He's either from New Zealand or Australia. He's from that part of the world. But yeah. Um, anyway, all is not lost because Anthony Smith is jumping in to take Walker's place. So that one's going to take place, I think it's in the next month or so. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a fun fight because Anthony Smith needs to get back to some winning ways. So taking a short notice fight and stepping in and you know being a, a good employee for the UFC is going to help him a lot right now. And that's a winnable fight for both of those guys. And um, yeah, and, and a win there puts, you know, Crute in good position to take on some more ranked, uh, ranked opposition. And Anthony Smith... We'll maybe get an opportunity to start kind of shoring up his uh, his the the skin a little bit so he can get back to his winning ways. Excellent matchup that makes sense. Kamara Usman makes weight. Apparently that's news, guys. I mean, because I've seen it all over uh, social media and stuff. Like, apparently he had to take his mask off. Um, to to actually make the weight he was 0.5 over but he took his mask and socks off and he made the weight no problem he didn't look drawn out he didn't look fucking wobbly on his feet he looked really good actually he looked happy um i don't i mean i don't see that as news like kamara usman makes weight without too much issue 
Next story. Unfortunately, someone who didn't make weight without issue was uh, Bobby Green. Bobby Green versus Jim Miller has been scratched from the card, which is a real shame because because uh, that, that actually voids uh, one of my bets, or at least more than one, but I placed another one. Don't you worry about that. Um, and I was looking forward to that fight. You know, it, that, that should have been a really fun fight, but hopefully they'll, re, they'll reschedule that one because Bobby Green basically collapsed backstage after making weight. And uh, so, yeah, they, they decided not to go ahead with that matchup. So real shame. Um, so moving on, we have got the Troll of the Week. And yeah, I, I love looking at these. They're just stupid things that I see on the UFC, UFC Facebook um, groups on... Uh, online it's just uh, they make me laugh this John Cena one the John Cena one I know I just, I just it just made me chuckle because he's literally kind of like sitting there like he's in hospital John Cena wakes up in a hospital and it's like where am I the nurse says I see you and he's like no you can't because his catchphrase obviously you can't see me so obviously that's wrestling but you know wrestling mixed martial arts it's like wrestling got a long history in in uh, mixed martial arts anyone that pretends it doesn't it's um they're, they're quite frankly out of their minds and um then we've got a, a try a, a nice it this this is how i felt actually when uh, <laughs> yeah when you saw that Anthony Johnson versus Yara Romero is taking place in Bellator. Oh fuck! You're gonna make me watch Bellator. I've got I've got nothing against watching Bellator to prepare. I'll try and catch it whenever it's on. But yeah, basically, yeah, it's just you know taking a silly uh, picture from some sort of pornography. I'd imagine there because it's just like yeah, she's yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh yeah, it just makes me laugh. But then. We've got uh, the Gina Carano troll as well, which is, this is definitely my pick for troll of the week because uh, I don't know, it just made me laugh. Uh, like Disney, when they promote strong women, then one of their female employees starts having an opinion they don't like. And it's got a clip from one of the uh, Star Wars prequel films. It's like, she can't do that. Shoot her or something. And, it's, it, and that is, that is right. That's more or less what has happened here. But yeah, never mind. Moving on to the fights then. So the fights uh, tonight. Uh, we, my pick of these fights, because obviously like, the thing is, we're betting on these fights. It, it, sometimes, a lot of the time, like, at least one underdog is going to come in on this card. It usually happens. MMA is just that unpredictable. Now, Heinish. Uh, here are some things you didn't know about Ian Heinish, because I didn't know. But this guy has a backstory, man. Good God, he, he might be my new favourite fighter because he's, they could make, a, they could write a film about this guy. He's, a, he's an all-state two-time wrestler, right? He wrestled in college until he was, until he was arrested for dealing ecstasy, yeah? He paid his bail and then he fled to Amsterdam. He then worked in a bar in Spain for like three months while sleeping on a beach every night. And he started then dealing for a Spanish cartel, right? Got busted with a kilo of cocaine and then and then obviously got arrested in Spain. But he served out his sentence and started boxing in Spanish prison. Then when he came back over to the United States, he got arrested on entry and served the rest of his time in, at Rikers Island. And now obviously he's a UFC fighter. Do you know what I mean? That is a hell of a backstory, man. They could they could write they could write a, a film about that dude. That's that is absolutely fantastic. And I think that he comes good in this one, right? All the odds are up here for you. He is coming in as a slight underdog. It's not even that slight. Two point seven five. So that's that's a pretty big underdog. Now. Thing is, Kelvin Gastelum, he is good, right? But it's not like he's unbeatable. I mean, he's on a three-fight skid, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, three-fight skid. So basically, they both fought fairly recently. They've both been equally active. Gastelum obviously got heel hooked by um, by Jack Hermanson. And um, now the thing 
that gets me about this one, the reason I think that Heinisch is going to come out on top here is because he usually comes out orthodox. And whenever he's fought somebody who's a southpaw, look at Mirchart, for instance. Mirchart came out in a southpaw stance. And, um, and Heinisch, he, he attacked that, lead, that inside leg beautifully just he's got a really vicious low leg kick because he, he actually trains in thailand at tiger muay thai and um, because he wanted to go there to because it's cheap to train and also you get some of the best muay thai in the world and those kicks are devastating now gastelum comes out southpaw gastelum he, he prefers the southpaw stance he comes out southpaw he is going to get that lead leg inside leg kicked out from under him it's going to be inside leg then overhand right knockout for Ian Heinish. That's that's what I'm betting on anyway. But I mean, like I said, you know, you can never count Gastelum out. He's an absolute beast. But I just think that stylistically, um, if Heinish comes out and starts chipping away at that leg, it's going to limit the movement of Gastelum. And um, and Heinish has already got a slight reach advantage. And, and if Heinish destroys that lead leg, Gastelum will be knocked out within two rounds, I think. Because you know, he'll, he'll start with the legs and then he's going to start headhunting with his boxing. So Heinish by knockout slash TKO. And uh, the odds on that aren't too bad, actually. I've got... Um, is, yeah, where have I put them? Yeah, it's... Uh, like I said, Heinish is a slight underdog. But, yeah, it's... Uh, what are the odds there? So the knockout, 7.50. 7.50 for the knockout. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a go on that all day. You might as well. Do you know what I mean? There's, I've seen way stranger things happen than that in mixed martial arts. So then next up, we've got Ricky Simone versus Brian Kelleher. Now, Brian Kelleher is someone that I really like. You know, he's, he's just a fun fighter to watch. He's got very, really good power as well. Got an excellent guillotine. And I don't really, and like I said, Ricky Simone, he is really good. And there's a good chance he just uses his wrestling, smothers um, Kelleher, and gets the decision. I mean, that's uh, the bookies have got that as an odds on favourite thing to happen at 1.73. So. Joan, there's a good chance that happens. However, you can't count Kelleher out of this because Kelleher has got one of the like deadliest guillotines that I've ever seen. So if Simone like kind of shoots in, even slightly sloppy, and leaves his neck, Kelleher will take that neck. But Kelleher also bangs with the best of them, man. So Kelleher by the the, the double chance for Kelleher is plus four point five zero, and that's what I'm going for here because eights eights for the knockout is good, but. I, you know, I just think that if Keller if Keller wins this one, he could just as easily grab a neck and take that. So I'm taking the 4.50 double chance on Kelleher to finish uh, Ricky Simone. And like I said, it can go either way. I think that yeah, you, the, don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see Simone just like grind out a decision. But I've but I'm. I like the odds for Kelleher. Kelleher, you can't count him out. He could get the finish here. So I'm going for Kelleher as an underdog in this one. And then. Unfortunately, like I said, Bobby Green versus Jim Miller is off. So, Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns, the main event. Now, this one, uh, like, I, I just think it's Usman all day. I just don't see, looking at the stats and looking at how they fight, I don't see any area that Gilbert Burns is necessarily better. Now, does that mean that Gilbert Burns can't win this fight? Obviously not. Now, Gilbert Burns, he's hungry. He's a really hungry fighter and he's very, very good. But... I just feel like Us Usman, he's he's just on a level that's just just slightly above, and he and I think we're going to see that tonight. I could see, um, I could see Usman getting the finish here. Actually, I could see him getting a TKO finish, but 
I mean, odds on, like, the bookmakers, uh, they're obviously favouring the decision here. 2.25 for the decision uh, for Usman. But um, but 3.1 on the knockout TKO, that's what I've actually had to put into... Because I've got a new bet on. Because, uh, obviously, the Bobby Green and uh, Jim Miller fight fell out. But stylistically, I mean, Burns, he has got some sick submissions, man. He has, do you know what I mean? And he is a really game fighter. He's got an excellent left hook. I mean, all those things, like anything can happen in MMA. So Usman rightly comes in as a huge favourite. And I do think that Usman is going to win, but I'm not going to be surprised to see Gilbert Burns land a big left hook and then possibly get the choke, which is why I've had a little cheeky bet, uh, only because it's 10 to 1. Uh, Gilbert Burns by submission in rounds 1 or 2 is 10 to 1. So yeah, I, I, I would not be shocked to see that. So therefore, I will have have a go on that do you know what I mean and um yeah but I think that likely outcome Usman's gonna win this and I do think that he gets the finish so uh 310 on the knockout slash TKO it's just I feel like Usman over five rounds can probably stop most people in the later rounds and um yeah so what I've done is I've put a couple of uh obviously those are like I say they're, they're not all terrible bets they're, they're betting on AMA I just feel like it's a mugs game because it's so unpredictable that it's just kind of ridiculous now I've got the Kelleher uh, double chance and Heinrich by by knockout is 33.3 something uh, to one. I'm having a go on that, Joe, and that's worth it. That's worth a couple of quid. I've actually ended up having, I've, actually, I've ended up putting that on twice because I also had another bet on um, Kelleher double chance, Heinish KO, and uh, Miller by submission was 219.38, but that's obviously void because uh, the Miller fight is no longer happening. And so that one now just basically goes back to my Kelleher double chance uh, and Heinish by KO. So that's it. I hope that one comes in because I've bet on it twice now through no fault of my own. But um, yeah, and my real terrible bet this week is if you take the Kelleher double chance, the Heinish KO, and Usman by knockout or TKO, 10. 4.63 I'm having a little go on that and uh, hey these are going to be some fun fights man there's gonna, like like I said there's there's going to be some really fun fights uh, I, I, Heinish is my pick of the week because I think that he's got um, a very good chance to come in as an underdog and usually at least one of the underdogs will come in and surprise you so uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be enjoying the hell out of these fights, and I hope that you do too. If you enjoy this content, if you like, let me know what your picks are. I'm really interested to know. I love talking about this stuff. I really do. So if you enjoy the content, give me a like, give me a subscribe, and until next week, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.